today on episode 440 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we are joined by Stacy Maxwell, president of Mill Creek Coffee Roasters. We got to know about the family business, their menu, their coffee subscription service, and what sets them apart from other coffee roasters, as well as how Stacy juggles being a mom of young children while running a company. Hey, before we get into that conversation, we should probably introduce ourselves. We're the hosts of the show. My name is Chris. And my name's Chrissy. Hey, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I want to welcome you out to the show. Thank you for joining us today. If you're asking yourself what it's all about, well, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City. We're going to talk to uh, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, owners of coffee shops, all kinds of crazy cool people here in Salt Lake City. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast... Thank you for joining us every week. How was your 4th of July, Chrissy? You know, I was actually excited that it was kind of a low-key 4th of July. It was. It's kind of nice that there weren't a million things to go do. You know, I was like... Is that just an adult problem? Well, you know, I I was like, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this weekend and get all kinds of stuff done. Yeah. But then, of course, when your parents offer us to go over to their house for a barbecue i'm like well shoot i gotta edit this podcast i gotta do all this stuff around you know in the podcast studio it's so hard to juggle things and like accomplishing stuff so we accomplished stuff more or less yeah so it was a good fourth i like it yeah i liked it hey are you thinking of moving to salt lake city are you looking at finally getting out of the rent game and finally buying your own house well you need to contact our good friend monique at market source real estate The cool thing is, is she helped us find the home that we're recording this podcast in right now. And for the last 20 years, Market Source Real Estate has been specializing in helping people just like you buy and sell homes in the Sugar House as well as the greater Salt Lake area. Market Source Real Estate has a background in flipping homes because they've owned almost 20 of them themselves. So they know all the ins and all the outs of older homes if older homes are your thing. And if you're looking to sell your home, Market Source Real Estate specializes in helping sellers update or repair their homes to increase their value and make sellers more money. All right, so if you're looking to move to Salt Lake City or maybe you're just looking at moving across town, you need to contact Monique at Market Source Real Estate. She'll help you out. She helped us out, like I said. Her website, thinksaltlakecity.com. The cool thing about this website, though, is there's all kinds of cool, like, suggestions of things to do in Salt Lake. You know, cool parks, cool events, cool places to eat. It's more than just houses. More than just houses. Yeah. Thinksaltlakecity.com. Or give her a call directly, 801-810-6773. And many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Here's that conversation that we had with Stacy Maxwell from Mill Creek Coffee Roasters. Such a great conversation, such a good time. Enjoy and thank you for listening. I like to even just start right at the beginning of where home is for you, where you grew up. Are you from Utah? I am from Utah. I grew up in Park City. So I moved there when I was five and I left when I was 18, but I still go up to mountain bike all the time and definitely still call that home. Do you still have a lot of family up in Park City at all, or are they all? My, just my mom lives up there. Okay, okay, okay. And just, to, I want to fast forward a little bit to write to coffee, because you haven't really, I mean, obviously, you're the owner now of Mill Creek Coffee. Is that correct, or no? It is my family's business. So it's actually women-owned, um, but it's the second generation. So I'm starting to take over, and I'm sorry, I'm starting to take over, and... My dad has primarily been running it, but my mom is head of the board of directors, and then my siblings are involved in terms of 
it's really just, it's definitely a family business. Everyone has input. Uh, So all of my siblings and I are 5% owners. When did you get involved in in the coffee? Have you always, your whole life, is this all you know, or have you been in other professions? Yeah, I, uh, when I was uh, in college, I was a barista and I loved doing that. So it was really fun to get to know that world. And then I started at a a small advertising agency and they actually launched an e-commerce business. So that's what I did right out of college. And then I worked for McCann Erickson for just a very short stint. And then we opened up some places at the airport and I helped get those started. So I went back to coffee and I don't even know what age, maybe 24. And I helped get our airport location started. And now we're just on C, but we used to have two on D. And this is the Mill Creek Coffees for people listening that aren't that aren't familiar because you have one location at the airport and then the one on uh, downtown. What is that on Main Street there? Yep. 657 South Main. And that's where our roasting facility is. And then we also have a retail store as well. Oh, my gosh. I've been needing to tell you that every time we're down at Empire, um, Chris's brother's shop right by you guys, and we come out and I smell the coffee beans being roasted. It's just like my favorite thing in the whole wide world. It's so good. I really enjoy the smell. Some people do not. Like they say (laughs) it smells like burned toast. I wonder what the percentage of people like it versus not like it. Yeah, I mean, because how could you not like it? That's what I want to (laughs) know. It's so yummy. Yeah, I mean, I agree. (laughs) So what is your, I mean, do you have like a a title or anything at like Mill Creek now? Or does each per family member kind of have their own thing? Or do you guys just kind of jump in where you need to jump in? Like what does a day-to-day look like for you? So I'm running the day-to-day. So I'm president or CEO. Um, uh-huh. and my dad is in and out and my mom and my brother actually, and my stepdad have another business called Mill Creek Cacao Roasters. So they actually bring in cacao and they make chocolate bars. So they roast cacao and mill it and make chocolate bars. And so, um, that's kind of their business. And then my sister's not in the business, but all of the siblings at one point or another have been in the business and really it's just me, me now. And because family businesses are really complicated. <laughs> and so we've all worked in and out. And yeah, so I'm here now. What's your secret of like, uh, for as long as Mill Creek Coffee since the early 90s, right, that it started for a family business to be around that long without killing each other? <laughs> I mean, what's what's the secret? Or, or do you want to kill each other? <laughs> well, every time we have a board of directors meeting, we all put on our uh, battle gear. So my mom likes to say it's functioning dysfunctional. It's very dysfunctional. <laughs> uh, my parents are divorced, but they own the business together. That's and impressive. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. pretty impressive. But yeah, but we all we all get along. We all love each other. We all hang out a lot outside of the business. So were your parents married when the business started then? Yes. Okay, so okay. we went to Hawaii when I was, I think, 10-ish maybe. Uh-huh. My, we were, I think there was, there were two roasters. There were Salt Lake Roasting Company and Ibis. And, uh, my dad was going to Salt Lake Roasting Company playing racquetball and was like, gosh, this seems like a great business. He was a tax accountant and my mom used to do catering. And so we went to Hawaii and it was a rainy day and they walked into this roastery and they just started talking to a roaster I remember just waiting and waiting and waiting and they come, came out and my dad said, I'm going to start a coffee roasting business. And they kind of just went from there. 
And my mom has, again, a lot of expertise in food. She used to cater. And so she felt really comfortable roasting. My dad was a tax accountant, felt really comfortable on the business side. And that's really how it started. Well, that's handy. Yeah. They had like the perfect set of skills. Yeah, they really did. But coffee in Utah in the early 90s, was anybody drinking it? I mean, obviously there was if your dad wanted to get into it. I mean, but it's, yeah. it's definitely progressed a lot more over the last 30 years. Yeah. yeah. And, and Starbucks wasn't even in Utah yet, uh, but we knew that they were coming. And, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but coffee actually has a shelf life. So once coffee is roasted, it really tends to peak at about 14 days and then it starts to dissipate in flavor and the oils start to go rancid. So we knew that Starbucks couldn't really compete on distribution and freshness. And so that's how we really entered the market. And that's where we really stayed competitive. That's why their coffee always tastes so nasty. <laughs> I cannot figure out why anybody ever wants to go to Starbucks ever. But that's a whole other thing. It, it, but honestly, you, they've paved the way for the industry. So you have to be really grateful for them, too. That's fair. That's fair. For Starbucks? Oh, yeah. For, for the coffee industry? Yeah, the most, they, they, they've built it for the most part. So they, even though they're a chain, they tend to get uh, the respect from coffee, even the small coffee roasters. And I would have thought it would have been the opposite. I guess. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if you've been to their roasteries in San Francisco, but I mean, no. they, they're pretty, they're pretty good. But again, they, it's really tough to compete on that yeah. scale with freshness. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, are you guys open back open again, or did you guys have to close in March or let's talk a little bit about the whole, uh, shutdown coronavirus and yeah. all of that. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's still a whirlwind for all of us. Yeah. Um, Especially with the numbers going back up. It's not good. Yeah. It, it did now did you have to shut down in March? Did you have we to didn't. close your we, we just closed immediately closed and did takeout only. And we continued to roast for some we have some private label customers and just a few customers that stayed open as well. So we continued to roast every week as well. Okay, so that's good. So right you, didn't, you didn't have to lay a bunch of people off and, and put a bunch of people out of work or, or you we still did. did. We yeah. still yeah, did. Because when you slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been ha trying to have people working a little bit. But to be totally honest, that unemployment, um, that extra money that the federal government is putting out is more than we could give anyway during this time. And so it's been really nice because people haven't lost money. That's yeah. really nice. Well, that's yeah. if they got the check, though, well, from the government. That's fair. Because I know a lot of people that still haven't gotten that. Well, that's just the, but they're, you know, if they're on unemployment, they get that additional $600 from uh -huh. the feds. Oh, so so every single week you get an additional $600. So that's you, different than the stimulus. Yeah. Different from the stimulus. Okay. So okay. that lasts until July 31st, which it's a really great benefit in, in a lot of ways. And then in other ways, it kind of disincentivizes you to bring your staff on at full capacity, even if you could, because they yeah. earn a lot of money without having to um, work. Well, I mean, they still I work. Mean, I shouldn't I say, say that. That's I'm terrible. Not That's saying terrible. That too. I'm like, how do you say that? <laughs> but um, it's, it's a major benefit for unemployment because, you know, a lot of times unemployment doesn't cover anything. And now that you have $600 tacked on to your Utah unemployment, I mean, it's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Are you guys open for uh, like sit down again or is it all just still takeout? 
Yeah. So at the end of May, we started doing sit down. Uh, we were watching the numbers and they seemed like they were going down. And so we decided. I to think they were them. going down. They were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. But, you know, we've continued to stay open and I think we have seating outside. And I think the restaurant industry in general is has always been very safe and we sanitize all the time. And so I think that you know, we wear masks. I, th- I think that we're doing it responsibly. And I think a lot of businesses are that are open. You mentioned you're outside. Have you been able to expand that at all? Like some of your uh, put some more seating out there at all or just what you have already? I mean, we have always put seating in the park strip. Yeah. I don't know if we were allowed to, but we've always had it out there. With you the- always. <laughs> I just didn't know if you put it. I just didn't know if you had extra output out there or anything like that. Or- not really. Yeah. And, and there's not a ton of space other than taking up a sidewalk, but but we have a lot of people sit out there that don't feel comfortable and we still have curbside for people who don't want to come in. So we try to accommodate everyone. Now it's been a minute since I've been in there, but you guys have like menu, like pastries and and cookies and stuff there, right? You guys don't have like sandwiches or anything like that. Do you? We do have sandwiches. Uh, We are starting. Don't quote me on a timeline, but we're hoping in the fall or early next year, we're going to have a little bit more of a full scale kitchen, like be able to do scrambled eggs and, things like that. So uh, we are working on that now. And that's given us a little bit of a chance to work on it um, while everything is sort of paused. And But we do still right now have, we have bagel sandwiches that are awesome and a lot of uh, panini sandwiches as well. And they're all available even even during uh, everything right now going on. Now you mentioned, okay, so you're going to start doing eggs and, and like opening a kitchen. What made you want to do that? I mean, that just sounds like more stress. Yeah, that's like a lot of extra work. A lot of extra stuff. <laughs> You're right. Uh, but we do have a big office building right across from us that's going in. And we're crossing our fingers that they're going to get a track station as well that will stop where we are. So on that tracks line, we're the only uh, stop that hasn't been developed. And so, I mean, technically ours right in front of us, there's a train stop. So they're, they're hopefully going to be developing that as well. We have a ton of construction going on around us. So we're hoping to kind of capitalize on that a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's huge for offices to have a place that opens up because I've li- I've worked at an office in the middle of nowhere and it's really frustrating. Yeah. So it's really smart for you to think ahead before other restaurants come in. Well, and we have I mean, we have a brewing company that's right around the corner that's going to be opening up. And then we, of course, have, you know, Purgatory and Sapa and things like that. So we already have a lot of p- places. So I think it'll still be good. There's enough people around that we can all share. What brewing is? It's called Lotus Brewing. It's going to be opening up. They uh, they bought Suicide, that Suicide Lane or Suicide okay. Cycle uh, right on 7th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll have to check them out and do an interview with them too. and find. I out can put you in contact about. with them. They're really great guys. Uh, I would like to, that too. They used to run, the two of the guys used to run squatters. Okay. Squatters, so they're really, really good guys. So they've they been an account with us beer. forever. Yeah. And uh, we opened up on Broadway initially. And so my dad and my mom met the owners, Peter Cole, and can't remember Jeff's last name, but Polychronus, Jeff Polychronus. And they, we've been friends with them ever since. Um, they've since sold their business. But, but yeah, we've all stayed in contact and they've been a great account for us for a long time. Now, where were you on Broadway? What, what part of Broadway was We it? were where, tell me where that what's that theater called? Um, oh, Broadway theater. Is it? No, no, no. It was um, like right across from squatters. 
Oh, oh, the, uh, the, oh, the, the Rose Wagner. Rose, 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 Wagner? Rose, Rose Wagner. Yeah. So that's where we started. And like, I remember there was a huge warehouse and we had just one, one roaster and I would roller skate all around the warehouse when we first started. Um, wow. and stamp bags, you know, that was my, that was my job. <laughs> and then, then when did, when did they move to the location that you're at now then? We moved, uh, about two years later. So in 1994, we moved there. What kind of advice would you give somebody like business advice? Like, let's just, I mean, it could just be very generic even. I mean, if they're wanting to start a new business right now, I mean, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on right now, but do you have like one or two pieces of business advice that you might give somebody? You've been working in the industry industry for a while and it doesn't even have to be necessarily a coffee business, just business in general. I mean, I, again, I was like, I've, I've been back at Mill Creek for four years. I used to be uh-huh. at CR England. I was their marketing director there. Uh-huh. So I feel like I'm in no place to give business advice. Um, let me think. Okay, well, no, we, we, <laughs> hey, hey let's, let's spin it this way. What marketing advice would you give to small business owners during this time? Yeah. That's like, a, that's kind of a hefty question though. Yeah, that's tough. I think, I I think <laughs> that's e- a lot. e-commerce has been really successful. Uh, anytime you can, you know, do subscriptions or something subscription based that people can't live without, which in most cases is coffee. Um, that's been successful for us for the most part. We'd love to ramp that up more. Um, it's like, just be authentic and stick to your word because I, I think just like in life, people kind of find out who you are and you want to do business with good people. Sure. Sure. So I was actually going to ask this, uh, a lot of people, like I know even Chrissy and myself, we're not venturing out as much right now, but we want to support small businesses and we want to support, especially downtown. I mean, it's important to keep these businesses in downtown, uh, Salt Lake. How can we support you? I mean, I guess, I guess doing like a subscription type thing with coffee is a good way. Yeah, it's a great way. If you, if you need coffee, we deliver it weekly, uh, twice a week or monthly, depending on kind of how often you need your cup and, and how much, you, how many beans you go through. I think even visiting shops, definitely buying gift cards from places, uh, downtown that they desperately need the cash right now. I think that's really important. What ruins a cup of coffee for you? Like, how do you, how do you drink your coffee? How does Stacy drink her coffee? I, I should answer one way, but I'm going to give you the honest truth. Yeah. <laughs> In the Just morning. black. I should say that in the morning, I drink my coffee with cream. We make a French press in the morning. And then when I get to work, I have a black coffee on drip. And that's so I can taste it. I actually, my favorite drink, if I'm like having a rough day, which is most days with small children, <laughs> I actually make myself an Americano with whipped cream on top. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It is actually so good. So you're running this business. How many kids do you have? And how, what are their like? How young are they? I have two kids and they're about two and a half, a little over two and a half and 16 months. Oh my gosh. Oh, so that'd be like if we had a 16 month old. That's in, <laughs> that's so, I've been, oh, oh. And, and, you're, and you're running a business. And you're running a yeah. business. And all of this stuff is happening in 2020 on top of it. I feel wow. like. How are you holding together? Is that, I'm, I'm not trying to ask me that. <laughs> She's like, she's like, like, am I? It's amazing. You look, you look amazing. You sound amazing. It's like you're on top of it, man. No, that's not how, that's not how I feel. 
and I'm exhausted 99% of the time, <laughs> which oh. I'm sure you guys are, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we- there's never enough time. No, there's not. So what motivates you to keep going? I, uh, my little kids. I mean, my girls are, are so important to me and I want to make a better world for them and set a good example. Yeah. Are you going to like uh, have them start working and helping out, learning to roast coffee as they grow? Probably not. I mean, that's sort of a dangerous profession, but that's I will I will have them stamp Let's... bags like I had to do. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stamp bags. Roasting coffee is dangerous? Well, I mean, it's hot. You know. Yeah. 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 I, I've never roasted coffee. Do you guys ever teach people how to roast? Is that something that you could teach people how to do? Oh gosh, I, I'm sure we could. We we haven't taught a lot of people, but anytime you come down to our roasting facility, we always have people coming and talking to our roasters, and we walk them through the process because it really is very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always wanted to see it. Yeah, come down. It's you know you start. We have three roasters, and the process is really cool. So they say that roasting coffee brings out 600 plus compounds, uh, chemical compounds that green coffee does not have. Oh, wow. So as you roast coffee, it really starts to develop in flavor. So it goes through, you put the beans in and in our drum roaster, at least it starts to take on heat. And then at about 380 degrees, it goes through something called first crack. So then it pops almost like popcorn. You can hear it like popcorn and between 380 degrees. And when you drop your roast, um, it really starts to develop that caramelization. So it's almost like baking bread that's where those a lot of those those flavor compounds come out and a lot of development flavor development goes on during that time. So it is it's really fun. Yeah. See, we I want to learn how to roast coffee. I know. But there's I'm a down, lot of, there's, right? there's a lot of co- what what sets you what would you say sets you apart from all the other coffee roasters? Well, I would say number 1 is is our date stamping. Again, we oh. really we try to make sure um, primarily we're wholesale. And even selling to wholesale, we're calling our customers weekly and making sure that they're trying to use up the coffee that they drink or that they consume within one week. And so we're always trying to really push freshness because you can taste the difference. And once you taste the difference, you can't really go back to stale coffee. So really, it's that that date stamping that sets us apart. Yeah, that that's fascinating that um, you actually follow up with the people who are using your coffee to make sure that they're using it the right way. I mean, I never thought to do that, but that's a really good way to make sure that the quality of it is going to be what you are planning for the end person. And honestly, when our customers get on board with that, they become very concerned too. They're, you know, about their own date stamps. They're always watching them and they're really careful too. So I would say that that definitely makes our coffee really great. And then we go to origin, we visit countries in which we do business. We have really great contacts and suppliers and just constantly tasting coffee, which is really fun. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, I, I know, I job. know. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Libsyn. Hey, are you thinking of starting a podcast? Maybe you got a buddy, maybe you got a coworker that wants to start a podcast and you have no idea where to start. You're going to want to start at Libsyn.com. That's L-A-B-S-Y-N.com. That's where I started eight years ago with this podcast. I had no idea what to do. 
I went to Libsyn.com. I signed up for a podcast account. They made it really easy. They made it really super easy to set up and get it routed to all the podcast players out there like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. They even route it to Pandora now. We have a very special promo code for I Am Salt Lake podcast listeners, so pay attention. We have a promo code. It is Salt Lake, all one word, S-A-L-T-L-A-K-E. You're going to get the rest of this month and all of next month for free at Libsyn, Libsyn.com. You'll be supporting this podcast and you'll get yourself some of the best podcast hosting out there. At the same time, it's a win-win. You're helping the podcast and you're starting a podcast. Very cool. Go check it out, Libsyn.com. The promo code is Salt Lake. Let's get back to that conversation with Stacy Maxwell. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Let's get back into it. Do you ever think about like opening a new restaurant or venue or business? And I mean, I'm just curious, like what, like if it wasn't coffee, do you ever think about get opening up another type of business and and what that business would be? Oh, my, I am like not a creative person in any way, but if I were to, I can operate a business. So if I were to do it, I would want to do like a winery or, or like a brewery because then you have, we have chocolate and we have coffee in our comp- in our in our family business and then you need like wine or cheese or you know something that's kind of goes along those yes, lines. Yes. I feel like the perfect business. I'm on team wine. I like, okay. I, like yeah, the- I mean I am too. A little harder in Utah, but <laughs> we always like to find out uh about the people that come on here a little bit more Stacy just kind of you know what a little bit about them. Um, what are some of your other hobbies and interests? What are some other things that you enjoy doing when you're not uh, making coffee or chasing children or chasing children? Maybe that's her. Maybe that's what she enjoys. Doing. I mean, I do. I mean, I do definitely enjoy that. I love mountain biking. I love it. So I definitely like to do that. I now a city, a city mountain biker or mountains. Do you go in the mountains? Yeah. So I don't. Do you guys mountain bike at all? Well, it's been a while since mm, I have. My but. siblings do. do. Does that count? <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm going to, you know, I know a mountain biker, so. <laughs> <laughs> so there's I this trail in Park City that's it's like an uphill trail called Armstrong. And then you do this loop on Mid Mountain and then you go down Spiro. Um, you can go up to the crest, which is super pretty too. But that's definitely one of my favorites. And then I have a dog. And so I have this responsibility cloud that kind of looms over me at all times to make sure that she gets exercised. So I like to hike at Mill Creek Canyon. What kind of dog do you have? Oh, she's just like a cute, I don't know if you... Just like a little mutt? Or... Cute little border. Can you guys see her? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's so Like sweet. a black, yeah, yeah. Like a fully black border collie. Yeah, she's, so yeah, she's like a... Decent sized dog. Yeah, I mean, no, she's like 35 pounds. She's perfect. Like we okay. got her from uh, Second Chance, a little rescue place. Aww. And oh, she's... Perfect. I think that's where, dude, is that where we got Karen? We have a little rescue yeah. uh, dog as well. Second chance? It, might, it might be. I, I, can't, I can't remember that's awesome. through second chance. I, it's, it sounds familiar. Very cool. And we got a dog. Here in, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Well, I was just going to say they're here in Utah. If anybody's looking for a place to, to adopt a, a dog. For a sweet puppy. Yeah. But, uh, rescue Rovers has a, they're a great network too. Um, they, yeah, there's a lot rescue, of them. I've seen that one. There's yeah. a lot of them here no, in Utah. Uh, but, uh, I want to yeah. adopt all the animals. I know, me too. We got we got one dog from Rescue Rovers initially when we well once we first moved to my house. This house is the house that uh, my grandparents raised my dad in, and then we bought oh, it from wow. my dad. So there's a lot of memories at this house. That is so cool. Uh, once we moved in here, um, 
we adopted a dog and she died after three days. It was horrible. And and then we got Rue and she's just perfect. Aww. Wow. What, <laughs> and on that it. note, let's. what about the <laughs> most memorable concert or sporting event that you've been to? I'm always curious, like if there's like a, you know, concert or something you've been life to. Life changing. Life changing. Yeah. I am a huge fan of Red View concerts and I, yeah. it is so sad to me that they're not going on this year. I don't even know how to say this, but um, the, everyone says this band's name different, but Bon Iver, how do you guys say it? Oh, uh, Bon I don't even know. I'm not hip enough, hip enough to even know. Like, I think you've, I've seen it spelled you've out heard, once. You've heard his music. You've I've probably his heard his music. music. I just, it. you know. He, Is that one that you liked? Yeah, like they had these drapes at Red Butte and they had these blue lights behind. And the, the you know, once it gets kind of chilly, the mountain, uh, the canyon air starts coming down and these drapes started like moving around in the wind and it was just, it was, and his music was so good and it was so amazing. His music would be perfect right, right there in the Canyon. It's perfect. And, and so I think that was my most memorable and I wouldn't even say that they're my favorite people to listen to. I mean, they're really good, but it was just my most memorable. Did you, so do you go to a lot of Red Butte uh, concerts then, or or just here and there. I was just wondering if you saw the Ryan any of the Ryan Adams shows up there. I love yeah, Ryan Adams. We go, and, and yeah, they we were, go. Yeah, we go. They were spectacular. The yeah. Yeah. Good He's stuff. really good. Actually, Brandon introduced me. Brandon Hill introduced me to him. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that's right. Brandon likes him. I, I, you know, Ryan Adams is it's one. Of, he's one of those weird musicians that you wouldn't expect a lot of people to like, but then you're like, wow, you like. I'd him never too. heard yeah. of him until I met Chris. But, yeah. Uh, what would you name the autobiography of your life? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> we, we could we could skip that one. We could skip that one. Let's let's actually switch to uh, some some Salt Lake City questions. There's a few Salt Lake City related questions we ask. Uh, we try to ask everybody that comes through here. Yeah, Stacey. I was prepared for this. <laughs> there you go. So if if someone was visiting the uh, Salt Lake City area for just a weekend. And they're like, take me on a tour, Stacy. Show me around just a couple of your favorite spots. Where would you take them to? Um, I definitely would say if they're a mountain biker, Park City. Uh, if they're a hiker, Mill Creek Canyon. Take a look around downtown because it's a really pretty city. And then go out to eat because there are so many amazing restaurants. So then that leads me to the next question of favorite local eating spots. What, uh, I mean, obviously besides... Your, your coffee shop there, but, uh, one or two others. Hmm. I, I can't just give you one or two. That's so hard. I like squatters. Cause just you don't go for it. You don't want to leave any out. Um, I really, I like Pago. That's kind of like my birthday dinner. Okay. Um, usually, uh, where do you like to go to just get a burger when you want a good burger? It's so funny because I, I've been li- again, listening to you guys and, I'm kind of going the opposite of you where I, I'm trying to not eat meat. Okay. okay. Uh, so we yeah. used to, we used to have this competition with my friends called order and quarter it. And we'd go to four different places and we'd split the burger in four and then kind of rate them. But, uh, I've since I'm trying not to eat a lot of meat. I'm trying to kind of go the vegetarian route just from an environmental standpoint. And then I went to Nicaragua when I was with my mom. She was she was sourcing cacao, and 
I saw this pig and it stretched like a dog. And I was like, no more. I like cannot eat pork. Like it's just gross. <laughs> Wait, it's stretched it was, like, like a stretched dog? Like, like, you know, doing like the up dog or, oh, you know. Oh, like it, like it was a pet and it was like yeah. getting comfortable. It was, it was coming out <laughs> oh, of these Okay, so they weren't gross. They were too cute to they eat. They were too cute. Okay, and so, I gotcha. Yeah, so ever I haven't eaten pork for a long time. I'm trying really hard not to eat um, beef, but I still love cheese. I'm just trying to eat more vegetables. That's really. Are you feeling better though? I mean, you're feeling better, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what's important. Yeah, got to listen to your body and Definitely. do what's do what's good for you because we're all a little all different, different, really. Man. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest problem is people uh, are so set on doing a diet that worked for somebody else. And it's yeah. like, why isn't this working for me? And it's yeah. like, well, it might not be be your cup of tea. Everything I'm doing right now has to do with, you know, really what fills me up. Because when I, if I come home or if I wake up in a bad mood or just kind of tired, I'm, I'm a worse parent and I'm a worse person to be around. And so I'm really focusing right now on what fulfills me and it actually makes me a happier person. That's so important because everyone around you, everyone who works for you or with you or your kids and husband, like they can actually, they can sense your energy. Totally. And, and I think, I think a lot of us moms have been able to kind of like stop, especially us working moms, like during this time and be like, oh, hey, let's, let's like focus on ourselves for a minute. Yeah. I, I feel like we're all coming out of this slightly better people. I so agree. And I feel like, I feel like people kind of like the slowdown, you know, mm -hmm. I think people oh, think yeah. I, I was working so much and I wasn't seeing my family and, and now I can really focus on them and, and I can still dabble in work and definitely focus on that too. But I, I just, but it's I not really as think, high of a priority. No. And it's not, it's yeah. not so much every single day, you know, and I think the slowdown has been really good for people. Totally. So I think the secret is to figure out how to keep that slow down as everything opens up. Uh, because it's not going to be, I wish it was It's possible. tough because we need to get out and yeah. move around yep. and put money out into the economy and come support businesses. But at the same time, it's kind of like, no, no, this is nice. I know. You and know, I think that's, from, I think a lot of it is that's a hesitation. People don't really want to go back to working from mm -hmm. an office full time because they're like, you know. It is nice to work from home sometimes and get a lot done and be able to yeah. see my kids. And you really feel know. like you have so much more time in the day yeah. for some reason. I think a lot of people discovered, though, that they're not work from home types. Totally. By, by doing it. You know, I think a lot of sure. people had that as a dream. They're like, oh, I Extroverts can't wait, wait till I do it. Their and, and, yes. uh, <laughs> and one more so <laughs> <laughs> one more salt lake city question stacy if you could change anything about salt lake city i know that's a big loaded question and i mean you can have fun with it too it doesn't it's not like all this pressure on you <laughs> what, what what would you change definitely the air quality and again we've seen that the reduction and having so much travel really helps that so i mean again i know i know salt lake's gonna grow and Utah is going to grow, but I I just really hope that that we can keep some or have better air so our kids can mm -hmm. <laughs> not have to worry about wearing masks when they go outside for the air quality reasons and and for the health of everyone really. It is kind of scary to think how bad our air is going to be in ten yeah. years. I yeah. mean, how yeah, I quickly hope... the last ten years has just mm -hmm. gone to. I'm crap. I'm really hopeful that 
maybe we'll be able to find some kind of sustainable solution before we start growing too fast. Yeah. I hope so too. And But I don't know what that is no. besides a huge fan. Like I've said, who do I call? <laughs> it's so funny because that's not the first time I've heard that. I agree. <laughs> Oh. It makes sense. It Except for the whole power thing. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but the inland port, you know, all those things, it's just kind of scary to think about. Mm -hmm. and, and transit's not amazing in Salt Lake. So maybe maybe I would change that. Maybe I'd hope that public transit gets a little bit easier. And, you know, it kind of runs along certain lines. But to, to kind of expand that a little bit would be helpful. I agree 100%. It's been fun having you on the podcast, Stacey. Was there anything before we completely wrap up today? I mean, was there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about or anything you want to promote? I like to just leave it open, if, if, if anything. Mm, I guess I would say right now uh, with all the shutdowns, I think I guess I would just promote supporting local and, however you can. And, and we've kind of touched on this already, but I think a lot of businesses are not going to come out uh, on the other side of this. And so if you love the businesses that you, that you go to eat at, or you, you know, just try and help out however, however much you can, because this has been, it's been a tough year. It has. What's, what's your website? Give the website address. Milkcreekcoffee.com. And they can go there uh, and, I mean, order single bags of coffee or get the subscription yep. um, all right there on the website. And, and are you on social media, all the social medias as well? Yes, it's Mill Creek Coffee SLC, our, our Facebook and Instagram. And I'll put those at IamSaltLake.com with yep. this episode as well. So go check that out, uh, especially like if you're driving right now or something. I know they can't go check it out, but uh, – Chrissy, you shouldn't, you shouldn't check it out. <laughs> Chrissy has a final question that uh, she asked people that come through here, Stacy. I'm going to let her uh, ask the question. And otherwise, it's been great to have you on the show. And oh. I always tell people, let's catch up down the road, right? That's you know, awesome. do a, see, see how Mill Creek Coffee's doing. Thank you. Thanks for yeah, having it's me. It's been so fun to talk to you. It's been so fun talking to you guys. I uh, I was super nervous. You guys made this really easy. So I appreciate it. <laughs> 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 easy to talk to. <laughs> But before we let you go, could you leave our listeners with a motto or a piece of life advice that you live by or try to live by? Yeah, I you don't have to totally do it. No, I, I love this question. I think it's tough. But, you know, I thought about, okay, be a good person, never stop learning. Like, but when I when I really start to think about it, as I get a little bit older, I'm turning 39 this year. <laughs> and Yay, I, congratulations. <laughs> thanks. I think the most important thing would be to get to know yourself and then accept who you are. And that doesn't mean you have to stop learning. It doesn't mean that you have to stop trying to make yourself better and think about things and be mindful. But I think at some point you just have to say, I'm okay with who I am and not worry about what other people think. And I, I feel like it's a lot more freeing than having to always worry about that stuff. Thanks again to Stacy Maxwell for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our podcast website, which can be found at IamSaltLake.com slash 440. All right, we're recording this on the first Sunday of the month. This is July 5th. This is uh, the first official episode of July. It's going to be a good month. You know, the last six months of the year, it's going to be a 
going to be the best part of 2020, right? Yeah, it well, it has to be, right? Hey, but uh, it's time to give some love to our Patreon supporters. We got some awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, these are kind of the frontline people that are just like, hey, we'll we'll support you. We and like you the podcast. you can't see me, but I'm raising the roof for you guys, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's little, I really am. As little as like 2 or $3 a month. It's really not that uh, it's, much, but it helps everybody helps contribute a lot. Exactly. Exactly. So Every little bit is a huge help. Patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake. It's also at I am Salt Lake.com with this episode. Let's run down the list of our awesome supporters. We got John Miller. We got Mark Copeland, Todd Bjorkland, Tim Haran, Nicole Davison, Alex Santi, Brandon Hill from Mountain Standard Time Marketing. He actually helped. He recommended Stacy. On this podcast. Oh, yeah. He's this, he's this podcast right he here. He hooked so. us up. Thanks, Brandon. So thank you, Brandon. And Brittany Hemingway. She's been a longtime listener. We love Brittany. And Eric Tomorrow, Mediocre Show. I know a lot of you guys listen to Mediocre Show. So if you don't, go give that one a listen. And then Sana and Brett Schmidt, Nick Naylor, Three Irons SLC, another longtime supporter. Uh, Nikki Line, another longtime supporter, happens to live in New Zealand, which, you know, they're, they got their act together with the coronavirus. They sure you know? do. Let's all go there. <laughs> and then Michelle Stevens-Williams, she actually sent you a face mask. Oh, my gosh. She made me one. And it's so cute. I posted it. If you go follow me at Lady Salt Lake yeah. uh, on, on um, uh, Instagram. Instagram. That's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. And then we got Dirt in Your Skirt, Margaret Schlachter over there, Christopher A. Heiser and Jay Chambers. We got a great group of people. We really do. We should do it like a Zoom chat or something. That'd be fun. Maybe that with would all be the Patreon. I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't be interested. Let's all have a round of applause for our Patreon supporters because you guys are keeping this podcast going. I mean, it's I've been having to order some new stuff for, you know, some new cables. Yeah, and, yeah. We've and really new, new SD cards and some some cloud lifters and uh, well, all the microphones. It's, it's and nice because so, equipment goes out yeah, over time and so, we've had to replace it so thank you guys so thank you to our patreon supporters go to iamsaltlake.com slash patreon if you want to become a supporter and on that note before we leave i want to remind you that our entire back catalog of podcast episodes are at iamsaltlake.com head on over there check them out and be sure to share your favorite episodes with your family and friends hey you have a great week get out and enjoy the city this week it's going to be beautiful support local especially right now they need your help And we'll see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy.